That's good. What are you drinking? It's a Henry Weinhardt's Black Cherry Cream Soda. Oh. So, not a beer. Just fancy. A, just a fancy soda. It's a, is that a two-liter bottle? It looks enormous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a normal it's a normal beer-sized bottle. Okay. It's just this lens I'm using. <laughs> we should get started, then. I mean, we kind of did. I thought this was just a, a soft oh, okay. opening that we, you know, that we do. It's just, wow, it's it's so gentle when we get into keeping it fifty one fifty episode thirty five. Please note, because of the agreed ways in which numbers actually increase, this is episode thirty four. Yeah, we did it. Oh. <laughs> First day of summer here in uh, time of recording in Seattle. It's gonna be winter by the time this comes out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, we're going to talk about the first day of summer and it's going to be like January 31st or whatever. Yeah. I'm still, still working on my, on my perfect um, Kentucky mule. Uh, it's a, it's a long, long really, project. Really, you're really, you're just dialing it in slowly. Yeah. Look. Isn't that like three you gotta ingredients? Have goals. Like yeah. how, how much dialing do you need to do for that? It's mainly picking the right uh, ginger beer because that's the... Uh, Oh, ginger ale, because that's the uh, most variable. It drowns everything else out. You can't really taste the whiskey. Uh, you can't really taste the uh, like simple syrup or agave that you add after you after you poured in all this uh, uh, this ginger ale. So yeah, well, gotta, that, that's what's weird right because one. like an old fashioned, you put a little bit of simple syrup in to cut the whiskey. But you're mm. if you're pouring ginger ale, that's kind of doing that. So the also be like, and we need some sugar is like seems. It, it depends. Sometimes your ginger ale is is really when you put the whiskey in it gets really bitter or it's it's it, it needs it needs to be goosed up a little with some, oh, some yeah. sweetness okay so. that's fair and um I'm, I'm working on it does that have a mint is that mint in there too no or? i think that mint julep has uh has, has yes. your mint and it's crushed mint i think that might be ginger as well it might it you know what it might be a kentucky meal might be just the same thing but with mint in it <laughs> and not in a <laughs> copper jug or whatever Oh yeah, we got to get some copper jugs. That's the that's the thing. We're not. Uh, yeah, we're miss, missing that. Okay, good point. That was um, <laughs> I re- <laughs> I was talking to someone who was like, I won't drink that drink because I'm afraid that the metal of the the glass the container like for a Moscow yeah. Mule or whatever like that that's gonna seep in and it's gonna poison me. And sure. I was like, okay. you know what's also gonna poison you? The drink itself, because alcohol is a poison. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, all the effects you're feeling is your body being like, nope. <laughs> so, yeah, that, you know, that, that's that, that is a campaign for clean needles right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you're not wrong, but, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just, uh, I don't know. We made chicken katsu the other day from scratch. Oh, that yeah. That was pretty good. With a, with um, a panko? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, nice. it's, yeah. It's that's not it's not impressive. It's literally just taking a cutlet, putting panko breadcrumbs around it, and, like throwing it in the skillet. But like, I'm, I'm still impressed. That's uh, <laughs> that's hard work. I made particularly good bacon sandwiches yesterday. That was a uh, that was a high work watermark of cooking. Just like challah bread, uh, mashed up avocado, and uh, and and two pieces of, of bacon. Oh man, just really really burnt. Oh, uh, really with- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, sounds great. Um, yeah, no, it, it does for me. 
You so you like your bacon? You don't want it rubbery. You want it burnt to a crisp. Is that? It depends. I, I, I'm not. I'm not super fussy, but this. Uh, the way it was burned, yet yeah, because the halibut is really soft, and the, the bacon being like shattering when you bite into it, it was like this. This is the. This is the texture. <laughs> this is yeah. what I want. <laughs> yes, I want it to be like the uh, the bubble gum you'd find in trading card packs. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. The kind of was that my tooth? That kind of when you bite into it. <laughs> got it um that may not be all the way how i I like bacon but (laughs) if i'm being honest most of the time i'm lazy and i just get like the microwave bacon instead of like oh really real real bacon real adult bacon it seems like a lot of work to cook bacon so you know it's (laughs) you need a skillet and time uh, (laughs) between two and 24 minutes depending on how yeah, that seems that seems like an awful lot of work. I I get it I get it done in fifteen to twenty five seconds. Pat <laughs> with a grease napkin and it's 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 ready to roll. Because I'm a foodie, you know. This is we care about what we put into our bodies. Um, uh, so we got an email. Shit, let's do it. It's, what we got? An email from uh, from Joe Hughes. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, Joe at villagejazzbakery dot com. Who says, hey, brackets, first name, uh, slash there, close brackets, which <laughs> suggests to me that he doesn't have to use mail merge. Uh, my name is Joe Hughes, and I run the Village Bakery blog, uh, a resource for cooks and, oh, sorry, lost the email. No, there we go. Hang on. We're yeah. going to take some of that again. Yes. And I run the Village Bakery blog. A resource for cooks and kitchen enthusiasts. I saw that you have a bunch of great resources on keeping it fifty one fifty dot blogspot dot com. <laughs> backslash which is the <laughs> two thousand seventeen yeah. backslash oh. zero four. <laughs> which I, I guess we must have mentioned. We, we must have talked about the Great British Bake Off a lot on that. <laughs> In between, mainly talking about Megadeth, we, we would have maybe maybe said, you know, that Paul Hollywood, what an asshole or something. Let's see. I did. And it's, yeah, I'm looking at the post that he hyperlinked, and it's um, starts off with a beer recommendation, then me uh, shitting on Ready Player One. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of photos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. There's not even like it doesn't even seem like there's Bake Off talk. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, we didn't how, even go into that. that. Wow. <laughs> yeah anyway continue sorry and then he, he suggests that um uh he we would we be interested in adding another resource to this uh, moribund blog that hasn't been updated for three years yeah <laughs> he has written a new well-researched piece on best baking powder substitutes uh question marks <laughs> like <laughs> i thought baking powder was a cocaine substitute i thought that's what, I, that's what that was for it's already being substituted um if you feel like adding it, here's the link. Um, so what are the twelve? Uh, he's got twelve best. It is numbers based, which I appreciate. Oh, like I feel like that's on brand. I haven't I've actually read it. <laughs> I'm skimming it. Buttermilk is one of them. That seems weird, but okay. Right. Vi- vitamin C. This vitamin C. <laughs> e- eggs, yeast. These are just things. <laughs> like these are just things you can you put in. <laughs> I like. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, cocaine is there. Yeah, that's one. I'm just getting off of this terrible, terrible. Uh, I mean, it's well. Re- it seems well researched. Um, but... Yeah, sour milk. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. 
<laughs> we live in the 21st century. You don't need to drink sour milk anymore. Yeah, I, I thought number uh, eight was weird. Um, water that you found in a boot that was left outside. That seems like a weird thing to like substitute for baking powder. But, you know, whatever works. It's well, I'm sure you did the research. Test kitchen stuff. He says it's well researched. You know, who are we to, who are we to argue? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, bizarrely, keep those emails coming, I guess, to uh, girl like and make you feel okay at gmail.com. Um. Send us your top 12 baking powder substitutes. Maybe, we'll, so maybe he, that'll be the basis for a podcast one day. I, you know, um, he, he does ask if there's anything of ours that he can promote. You know? Oh, okay. He's, he's happy to share it on his social media accounts and with his audience at, uh, at villagebakery.com. So um, what, what funny thing should we uh, ask him? To <laughs> this, is a, this is a question I have well, I think for you. It, it could just link directly to today's podcast. I think uh, what, we, what we're speaking about today feels like <laughs> extremely <laughs> relevant. You know, what, you know what cooking enthusiasts love? The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Specifically, two people going song by song on the Matrix OST. <laughs> well, maybe we could do 12 things they could have substituted on the, <laughs> yeah. the Matrix soundtrack. <laughs> thing is i didn't even want to go to the magic show never mind be the audience member who helps out with the trick but there i was the astounding merlex was all pick a card i did you would memorized the suit and rank and gave it back with a flourish he fanned out the deck and continued with his corny patter and as you saw young man there's no way i could possibly know which card you picked then the astounding merlex's fingers stumbled and he dropped the entire pack they spread all over the stage i can't do this anymore he whispered and staggered off. Embarrassment. Blackout. I hadn't thought about that night for months until I went to pull the bus pass out of my wallet and there it was. The Seven of Spades. It was the greatest card trick I'd ever seen. And we're back. Oh, this is this is an exciting one, you guys. <laughs> this... <laughs> borderline inexplicable um you know you know that new movie that just came out <laughs> you know the movie it's uh, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue where they're like i just saw the coolest thing ever uh sunglasses lever dusters <laughs> green lights nokia phones nokia phones uh pay phones i think they use pay, yeah, phones. pay phones a lot of pay phone action um uh, the guys staying still while the camera moves around them. Yeah, like uh, Keanu Reeves with a ball cap on, submerged in goo. <laughs> like, all the day, like, you got to see it. It's this. Seven. It's the movie Seven. That's the... <laughs> no. It's the movie. Um, uh, I was trying to come up with, there's a Keanu Reeves movie that I think, I think it's a Keanu Reeves movie that's like someone's mandolin or something like that. <laughs> it's like the wardrobe. <laughs> Captain Corelli's mandolin. What? Captain Corelli's Mandel. Is that it's like Keanu Reeves? 
Isn't it Keanu Reeves? Or is it Nicolas Cage? You know what? doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> we're talking about John Wick 2. Um, no, we're talking <laughs> about The Matrix. The hottest thing in... 1999 was this 1999 i think you might remember if you remember 1999 if you're alive during 1999 there was a movie that uh your friends wouldn't shut up about to the point <laughs> that you were just didn't never wanted to watch it because motherfuckers would come in the parties being like is this real or is this the matrix <laughs> are you drinking a beer right now or is it the matrix it's like i think it's a beer i think i'm drinking a beer like if i have to guess between <laughs> Like, oh, I'm already bored with your fucking meme about this movie. <laughs> like, it's like, do you want to know what the Matrix is? Like, I aggressively don't at this point. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So we can go back to talk, uh, quoting The Simpsons and fucking getting drunk. What are we doing? Um, so I saw it when it came out at the uh, at the cinema, and it was all right. Not not mind blowing, but it was like it's was, it was pretty good. Like I like the effects. Um, I liked how dark and uh, gothic it was. It was clearly like for um, it. Clearly, if you watch The Crow, The Matrix is what is what you should watch next. Like it's it, it and they fit together as kind of like dark, broody teenage movies. Yeah, you should definitely watch them in that order because you watch The Matrix first and then try to watch The Crow. The 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 drop in quality might be too much for you to handle yeah. watching the whole movie. So it's like start start with The Crow. And you're gonna be like, this is pretty dumb, but I'm kind of into it. And then The Matrix is a step up. I I yeah. did not watch it until home video because I was tired of hearing dudes talk about it. <laughs> what if we're batteries? Did you like it? When, like, when yeah. You what if we're got... batteries? Like, I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> Stop uh, talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> did you like it when you finally saw it? I did, but I was also like, at that point, I'd also watched a lot of anime and stuff. And oh, Hong Kong okay. action movies. I watched a lot of the things that clearly they also watched. So I was like, yeah, this is enjoyable. But I was also like, I don't know why everyone is like, this like, blew everyone's minds as hard as it did, you know? It was, yeah. It was yeah. A little, but uh, over time, I've come to appreciate it more. And I do enjoy it for kind of, you know, being a good action movie that has a bunch yeah. of visual stuff. And it's obviously something that people just. I mean, we'll talk about it a little more with the music too, but just took the ball and ran with it. Like, just ripped off as much as they possibly could from it, like, moving forward. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so when you watched it, did the music jump out at you? Do you remember, like, being in the theater, being like, I, I love this music? No. Uh, well, two points it did. Uh, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me put that another way. Yes. Um, the, the major, the, the, the lobby scene, the famous scene, the the best bit of the movie, you know, with the guns and the shooting, uh, and and the bits of concrete getting blown up, where, where they walk into the lobby with the guns and they play. That's when they, I think that's when they play the propeller heads. Yes. Um, that I, part stands out. It was like the, the the bass where it comes in. It's like, oh man, something's going to go down, and then something goes down for about ten minutes, and it's really good. Although um, when you rewatch that, I I remember my my thing. I I thinking back on it, I thought that was super cool. But then when I rewatched it again, I realized like how much work they they took to like take out like four dudes in a lobby. Like it's like <laughs> not a lot of dudes, and it takes like fifteen minutes. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of various like ac- acrobatic like flips and bullet time shit. But it's yeah. like four dudes. 
I mean, port- if it was a video like, game, that would be a waste. That'd be a waste of time. That part, but it's you know. <laughs> yeah. The only way you could beat this part is to like do a bunch of handstands and shit. <laughs> like, it's fucking like it's like yeah, or I could just uh, carefully aim would be another <laughs> thing I could try to do. Just I, it just seemed like a lot of work. It seemed like maybe too much work. You know. That that's fair. That's a fair <laughs> criticism. <laughs> Yeah, un- unrealistic. <laughs> might be. Yeah, there's no truth in this art. Like, you know. <laughs> that was the moment in the movie lost me, not when Kateru's jumping off buildings or whatever other bullshit happens in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a strange fucking movie. Uh, that red pill Okay, what was the ever part? Oh, right at the end. Right at the end. The credits uh, where, where they play Rage Against the Machine wake up. Um, that com- that comes out real fucking loud in the credits. Um, yeah, when it ends, um, which is great. That 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 really stood out. I was a little. I that was the part that I found laughable at the time because after everything, um, I think I made fun of this in the last podcast. But Neo just calls the Matrix Collect to talk shit to it. Like right. he's just like, I was on the phone with the Matrix <laughs> in the Matrix, <laughs> and it's like, yo. By the way, I like I got all the cheat codes, so I'm like invincible now. So watch out. And he flies off to Rage Against the Machine, and I was like, "This can't be the original ending. This couldn't be the one they labored over." You know what I mean? <laughs> this has to be like, <laughs> guys, we're running out of tape. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, okay, flies like, off. Yeah, it's like uh, just do this monologue into the phone, and then. Do a Superman pose and we'll just make you look like you're flying over the Matrix We're losing city. the light. This is the last day of filming. Guess it was shot in chronological order. Yeah. Um, we yes. got to return these costumes tomorrow. So. Yeah, from the Duster Supply Store. Like, these motherfuckers and their lever trench coats. So the thing about uh, the Matrix is it's always like 55 degrees out, which is how they can wear like all the layers of like l- vinyl and like leather, you know, at all times. <laughs> Despite just... that burning LA sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Also, uh, straight up uh, sunglasses in any environment, which is also a bold choice. Like, yes. They meet it's in the funny. hacker club and like Mobius straight up cannot see anything that's going on in that club. <laughs> He's just got the aviators on, like yeah. But it allows him to do that shot with him holding out the two pills and each pill's reflected in in a different lens <laughs> of his glasses. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's a terrible <laughs> that was probably really difficult and it looks rubbish. <laughs> like And in real life, if he was doing that in, in that club, like he'd be holding them out, but like Neo would have been like about like forty five degrees to like the left, like would be holding it out to no one, like a like a fucking barback would come by, be like, "Oh, is that guy trying to give me pills?" Like he's holding out pills to nobody. Else. He's trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so which one of these do you want to take? I'll have both of those were in a club. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Why do I have to choose? Put them both in this glass of whiskey, and we'll just figure it out. Hopefully I wake up with both kidneys. <laughs> um, so the Matrix soundtrack. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of digressions in this podcast. Yeah, hopefully. I feel like this was, I feel like this was going to be looser. Um, yeah, I I didn't really remember any of the any of the music. Although the lobby thing you talked about 
we'll talk about that when we get to the propeller heads. I have some thoughts about that song and what I uh, when that one came on. But first, before we talk about Spy Break, brackets short one exclamation yeah, point. I guess there's more than one. <laughs> was there a was there a longer one? Uh, this starts out clean with your boy Marilyn Manson. Yeah, here we go. Uh, rock is dead. Uh, he rhymes uh, dead with head and rock with shock. He has no fear of cliches. <laughs> what? Fearless man. What, what What was your thought on the song? Like, what What was your take? It's all, it's all right. I mean, it's it's a, it's very by the numbers, isn't it? It feels like um, like AIDC kind of doing Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like, there's, um, you know, it's fine. It's at his best. Like, he does like. Um, the first record or the beautiful people or stuff off uh, the record before this one um, uh, Antichrist Superstar that had some great stuff on it it was really weird and then this yeah. feels a bit more like okay we'll do sort of like um, uh, a dancey rock kind of kind of beautiful of, people but not yeah, as but not not as good um, <laughs> yeah like but it's, it's, it's still right I mean it's, it's still Marilyn Manson you know it's, <laughs> but it it's, it's fine good. it there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fake hustle in it because it sounds good and the keyboards sound really spooky and cool when they come in. And yes, everything. yeah, I like that. But then, like, the 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 melodies and everything else is kind of like phoned in. It's like real rubbishy. Like it's like yeah. he borrowed one of the Nokia phones from fucking <laughs> <laughs> from the fucking the crew of the Nezakadever or whatever it is, and fucking like phoned it in. Like the chorus is like kind of garbage. Like you know. Yes, the cor- the chorus is no good. Uh, the the verses are all right, I think. With the and, he, and he's he's trying to keep his is sort of like uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what the boys get, but the girls get crucifixes. <laughs> it's like that's a weird, <laughs> weird religious imagery. Yeah, it just <laughs> settle it, down, it, Nick Cave. <laughs> yeah, it, does, it just does sound like fairly. Yeah, you're, it does sound like an AI generated like Marilyn Manson song or something. So it's like, but you know, that's gonna that's gonna get us in on the right foot for some phoned in music that we're going to hear yeah. for the next hour and change. I, I don't remember this song in, in the movie at all. I, I, <laughs> no. No. I think Wikipedia says it comes up over, after Wake Up over the end credits, like right at the end, but... Cool. Uh, okay, sure. Because <laughs> like, I wanted to know who worked on the bullet time, so I stayed for all like <laughs> 18 minutes of the credits. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Crews are important, but... My time is yeah. also important. Like I was like, pushed out of that one. <laughs> like, um, okay. And then that goes. So after uh, mediocre ass rock is dead, we get into propeller heads, spy break, bracket short one. Yeah. The moment so, that the stood lob- out to you scene, yeah. in 1999. It, it did. Yeah. This, this is the lobby scene. Um, uh, so yeah, this, this is the music they play. Well, you know, probably the best bit of the film it happens, or the most kind of obviously exciting bit, the, the bit they built for the trailer. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I, I quite like this. Uh, it's it's dated, uh, it, like it sounds like. Oh yeah, this is this is that sort of like dancey. Um, I think it's called big beat, like the stuff that um, uh, Fatboy Slim was doing in the, in the mid nineties or late nineties. Um, so it's that sort of like very, um, not like rave music it's more like 
what if rave music was more for casual townie fans kind of thing it's very easy to get hold of like i shouldn't i'm an outsider so i'm not really allowed to sneer at this so it's very difficult for me to get hold of this <laughs> but it's like how we sneer at, uh, at um uh, five finger death punch fans i think this is what i think the propeller heads might be the sort of five finger death punch for people who liked proper rave music yeah like fucking <laughs> gabber or something was like the yeah. day these people don't know how to do dance music. yeah um yeah th- this is no johnny violent <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh yeah i put this sounds exactly like the matrix like if you were gonna do a hacky matrix parody oh this, this is the song you'd pull yeah this is exactly this is this is the thing like this is like everything about it screams like 1999 put on your shades and your lever duster like <laughs> walk in slow motion you know while like fucking robots go in the background or whatever like yeah i can't say i super enjoyed it but it was because it's because it's so dated i think it's because it's so like you know if spaced when they did their matrix parody this is certainly the kind of shit that was they had the general use version of it you know like playing yes so. yeah <laughs> So I think um, that it was too dated for me to to get into it because it's just like oh shit yeah. like it took me right back to that time. Um, oh. Also, I didn't oh, no, do any research. Frozen. Is there a long one? Do you know? Like, oh, or is it only sh- uh, only because sh- it's the bracket short one? So is there like an intermediate one or a long one or that that could be the, the propeller heads maybe have, have got that like spy breakdown as a as a whole genre of things they do one whole side of the record like fucking in a god of the vita <laughs> but like this is just the excerpt like um yeah, it, yeah and this so. is uh, like i said this is and this is the beginning of i think what we're going to talk about which is there is a very specific kind of dance music that is on the soundtrack and this is the prime example of it and it has that big beat kind of like specific drum beat kind of yeah feeling to it and there's going to be a lot uh, more of that there's a lot more this is this probably the best example of it as well like this is this is and it's like i said this is this is pretty good and it, it kind of gets in and gets out it doesn't it doesn't hang around for a long long time so which i again strap in for some of that too um, speaking of hanging around for a long long time <laughs> Um, yeah, Bad Blood by Ministry. Oh, Bad Blood, Alternate Minx Ministry. I hope you like Riff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that is Ministry in a nutshell. Is like New Order orders. Like we got this Riff, and we <laughs> Wait, it. a Riff, you say? I reckon I can get eight minute song out of that. Is <laughs> <laughs> this Command C and then Command V, Command V, Command V until <laughs> it felt like it was uh, done. Um, I like his I like his voice on this though. Al Al really like it, it screams out on on the uh, on the verse and chorus and is like is he he sounds good. It's I think this is this is pretty good ministry, but it, it does suffer from fucking like all the problems that ministry have. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, and it's also it's it doesn't trend. It's not like one of the ministry songs that would make you want to listen to more ministry songs where you like. You right, know, much right. like Rock is Dead by Marilyn Manson, this feels like real standard issue, like slightly phoned in, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, kind of by the numbers, kind of. It feels like a B-side. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, again, way too long. Like, <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's not a ton to say about it. I mean, there's some like crazy vocal effects. Yeah, there's that like ministry's so weird because their first album sounds like fucking Depeche Mode or something, and then it's like he stumbled into like the death metal aisle of the record store and was like, oh, I should buy a guitar, and then like ministry after that is like has riffs, but at what cost, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're a difficult one. I, I think overall, um, I, I've tried and I don't like ministry. <laughs> like... So this is bad blood's not going to make you die. Back no, in. That, 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 that didn't, uh, it, it's, it's never really, uh, never going to make me flip over it. It's re- it's really just the thousand homo DJs. That's, that's where my, that's the Al Jurgensen love, love, uh, begins and ends right there on that record. Uh, he did that. He and did that. Refco with... a little bit. Um, Sagan, and and Revco a little bit. Oh, and Lard. Yeah, actually, I really like him. More, more to think about it. I like when he teams up with punk rock dudes because he also did like an album or EP with Ian McKay, which is like Palehead. I think it's called Palehead. Oh, okay. And that's good. Like, and Lard is like him and Joe Biafra. It's like, yeah, that's good. So it's like, it's good. I like Lard when he expands the circle. That's I feel like good things yeah. happen. Um. Uh, speaking of long, oh wow, <laughs> "Club to Death" by is it Robert D. Am I wrong? Uh, it's a it says Rob Dugan on my uh, on my Spotify. So Rob Rob D. It's every every time I look this song up, there's a different, <laughs> slightly different Rob Robert Roberto. It's it seems wild, but uh, yeah, "Club to Death." Yeah, it's, from his from his 1995 album Furious Angels. Weird. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure when a lot of this stuff came out actually, because I feel like um, I think Rock is Dead was 99. Propellerheads was probably made for the movie. It didn't. I could be wrong about that, but you know, it's it. Um, but sometimes some of these songs they've reached back quite far <laughs> into the mid and early 90s. You go, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and a lot of these are like, it's not the thing that you would get with like the crow we talked about in the crow soundtrack, where they're like, give us your B sides, and then that's you know, so the Alice in Chains song or even the Rage Against the Machine song is like some like kind of like fillery kind of off-brand B side. Like, yeah, the songs that they've reached back for are specifically like straight up album cuts off of like popular albums <laughs> you know it's, it's very strange i'm not sure how they got exactly to there but so this is a um, this is club to death and it, it it starts with that um has it's a layering thing that um I, i'm not gonna be able to talk c- competently about this because it's again it's kind of dance music and i don't really get dance music but it's that layering thing that you hear where it's drum loop and then after a few uh r- repeats of that they put like a keyboard sample on top of that and then that that carries on and then you you know you where you build up this layers and layers of, of stuff and it's that, that that can be quite good and quite effective um but this just goes on for a long time and then it, so it has this these huge drums, and then it stops, and it's just this keyboard, or a piano sound with yeah, uh, and 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 then that goes on for quite a long time, and then the drums come back in. The part where the drums come back in, that's obviously the kind of the drop, the the big part. That sounds quite good, but it's a long time coming. <laughs> and, and then it, the fucking piano comes in again at the end. You're like, oh, I don't need to hear this again, man. <laughs> it's it's a good seven and a half minutes this song, and it's uh, I don't know, I I don't like it. <laughs> I so I think this is the time I mean this is 
we're gonna talk about this a bunch, um, but I might as well just talk about it now. I had this thought when I was listening to multiple minutes of um, big beat style, uh, yeah, dance songs that are on this. That uh, dance music like this might share something in common with doom music, <laughs> in that they are aiming for the highest members of the audience like at all point like that is like the the people that they're trying to reach and so the the repetition and not wanting to shake up any aspect of the song so it's like this this is the beat this is the beat that's happening and this beat is never going to change and then we'll like bring in some things or maybe take some things out but it's like seven and you know it's five to seven minutes of the same drum beat and in some cases like the drum beat that they pick is like similar to other drum beats that we've heard like there's a lot of like the spy break like the actual like drum pattern is very similar to multiple songs that are on this album yeah it's like feels like the same beat at vaguely the same tempo possibly with a different drum machine or sample but it's still kind of the same thing yeah i mean you you could obviously say this kind of thing about like uh, the ramones or rock beats generally but there's other stuff going on like the the drums are seems are so important in these songs like there is no guitar line or 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 even like a kind of a a verse of vocals kind of thing there's it's it's the drums are super important and as you say they're kind of the same, like it's the same beat. Because I think it's designed, it's designed for you to be in a club, like just fucking dancing for hours on probably on a, a strange concoction of substances, right? Like, um, and so it's not like, it's like, oh, this is this way that the DJ can never stop because like, they can just like, and here's a different one. And it's fucking, you know, which is like feels like a kind of a doom thing too, like the like yeah, fifteen minute song of the same riff that's like super slow. It's like yeah, but you're gonna like be hypnotized by this thing. That that's not generally music that I like, but it's it's, it's just a thing that I I thought as some of the like as various of the instrumental like tracks on here like started to kind of merge together as I was listening to them, which I think was the effect they were going for, mm-hmm. but it's not exciting for me. Anyway. I, I so. think this this merging together really happens, I think, over the next three songs mm-hmm. um, without wishing to get too far ahead of ourselves because th- these are kind of hard for me to pull apart. So the song, um, song five is uh, <laughs> Prime Audio Soup by Meat Beat Manifesto. Yeah. This is the... Um, uh, what, the sample something like, it has the word free in it. It's like set me. Is it set me free? I think it is set me free, okay. which is seems a little on the nose, but let's go with it. <laughs> like, um, the, yeah, this this one I really didn't like. It just and it it kind of went on and on and on, and and it had that set me free sample, and it was it it, it never seemed to stop. <laughs> just this is one that definitely had me and then kind of lost me because like when it started and the synths, like the weird distorted synths and stuff started and it were glitchy sounding. I was like, Oh, this sounds pretty cool. Then that like vocal sample came in. I was like, not sure about that one. And then it just kept going on and it seemed like there was like car noises happening and like all (laughs) kinds of like a lot of music. It was, 
there's a lot of production happening a lot of like stuff that's going from like i was listening to it on headphones mm, like yeah. left to right like panning around I, I, that's true i think you hear a lot of that on on this album generally there's a lot of yeah. um production tricks and and electronic trickery uh, there's not a lot of like there's no bob dylan songs where he's just sitting down with an acoustic guitar just <laughs> yeah it's straight and, mono <laughs> like, yeah and it's like you know it's again it's that kind of same kind of dr- kind of drum beat um there it seems like there's a lot of samples like because there's like weird guitar you talk about not guitar lines there's like kind of weird it seems like little like guitar noodling samples mm. is kind of like interspersed in here it's just I don't know. It 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 seems like a lot of work went into something that I found to be like increasingly tedious as it went along. I mean, there's a lot of like, are you gonna buy that keyboard kind of noise? Like, yeah, it's just like you know, like, are you sick? I think yeah, you tried it out. Are you are you gonna buy it? Like, is, <laughs> do you actually like? Cause it's like a lot of just like, and now it's gonna make a jet plane noise. And like, you know, it's like what the fuck? What what is happening right now? And it's like long. It's like that song is six over six minutes long. Oh, is it really? And, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of it the same thing, right? Like it's kind of the same thing the whole time. It Stuff is, yeah. again. Uh, sometimes it's like, and here's this, here's the guitar, the little guitar line. Okay, back to the synths, back to the like car noises and swooshes and same vocal samples yeah i'm sure a lot of people dance like did ridiculous dances in a club to it like in the 90s i'm sure it was, people were fucking pumped but but uh yeah i was i was, I was sort of not the one no no um, and then this this one kind of goes into um because because it's i find it hard to kind of tell them apart to be honest uh lunatic calm uh leave you far behind uh, I was so mad that this wasn't candle like a candle box remix, like for like far behind that song. <laughs> like I was like, let's get in here, candle box. It's like I, lunatic calm remix. It's like oh no, this is a different song. <laughs> this is the one where he wants to take you on a roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> the guy sounded a little bit like uh, Liam Gallagher in a slightly sort of uh, sneery Manchester-y kind, kind of voice. I, I, I don't know if, I don't know where Lunatic Karma from. They're, they're very probably not from Manchester, but there was just something about him. <laughs> I thought he was going to make it shy-yine at some point. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's, It's wild to me that they... It, it's like the people who put this together, if you wanted Stabby Westward on your soundtrack, <laughs> just like, just get them. Like, what are we doing like, right do, now? Do you like, not have $200? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like just, I just fucking, everyone else had them. Just get, <laughs> get them. Like, why are you getting the Kmart version of them? Like, uh, this one I should note was not on Spotify and I had to track it down on a oh, different. The, I, I do see this on Spotify, or at least the one I heard. Um, oh, did it have it on? Okay, I yeah, had to go it, somewhere else, and my notes were, I'm glad Spotify did not have this after I tracked it down somewhere else. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the only... Rede- like, the bass in the beginning sounds good. There's, like, yeah. a bass line in the beginning that sounds good. Again, it's uh, like, hey, this... It sounded a little yeah. bit. I had a little sort of propeller heads kind of feel to it, or at least the spy break feel to it. A lot. Both those songs had a sort of part where there's like the bass sliding around, or, or and it just put you in mind of 
of spy or certainly put me in mind of spy break a couple of times I'm like, oh yeah this like it's this bit less good yeah and then definitely i also wrote down is is this the same beat every song which is yeah. still a thing <laughs> it's like and i actually that's this is the first time that i i wrote fat boy slim i had fat boy slim's name down ah. so i'm glad that you brought him up because i was like i don't know if that makes me a poser that i'm gonna mention like the one big beat dude that ah. I, I know of, but it's like fucking that sounds like that beat. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Again, I, I feel like I might be a, a very like uneducated man wandering into this thing going, well, it's, it all sounds the same. <laughs> like ACDC and Obituary, they're basically the same band, aren't they? No, it's, uh, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't get dance music. So these, the, these are the opinions you're going to have. They're very, very, the dots are very far apart for me. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't tell them. <laughs> Um, but I question. I do have a question for you. Is it dangerous? Well, I would say show don't tell. <laughs> like be my notes for for the prodigy on this. Um, yeah, a song that sounds pretty safe to me is Minefields by the Prodigy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh dear, this is a shame because um, the Prodigy had some some pretty good songs in the. Uh, uh, I think on the record before this was Fast of the Land. And it had, um, you know, breathe, smack my bitch yeah. up, um, the famous one, <laughs> the, the fire starter. Oh, right? fire, fire starter. Yeah, I think I think they were all on the same record. If they weren't, they're all this this sort of period, sort of mid to late nineties prodigy. Um, and it wasn't wasn't my thing, but it was like, oh, this is you know, uh, this is sort of breaking through of like this sort of edgier, punkier dance music. Sometimes it had guitar. It had it had the guy Giz Butt. I think who played them. I want to say they exploited, but it might have been. Like it might have been like UK subs or some other fucking band, but it was like he, they had a punk guitar player with a spiky mohawk. <laughs> By the way, that was such a big thing. Yeah. Like I remember reading guitar magazines at that time that were like obviously like still just talking about Fu Manchu or whatever, and yeah. then but it's like <laughs> we could talk about the fucking prodigy because they we can interview this guy and he could talk about how he used a whammy pedal or whatever you know it's because it's like he's <laughs> like yeah like so they were like had many interviews with that because it's like we gotta Damn. fucking stay relevant to what's popular and this there's actually a dude playing a fucking les paul in his pants so we can fucking talk about it or whatever um that's pretty amazing because like guitar <laughs> magazines are famously like uh virtuoso centric oh like, yeah you know, uh, for, for whatever you like, even uh, like Fu Manchu, like I, I'd say it, it's actually quite hard to pull that off without, if you don't know how to play guitar, like you, they're not super shreddy Steve Vai types, but it's still, that's a thing you have to learn how to do. Giz Butt in the Prodigy, six months from nothing. I think you could be, do- I think you could be doing that. Like, <laughs> Well, I think there was a period of time where they had to talk about like, you know, corn was hot and like a bunch of, you know, and they're like, yeah. I think... The, the they're like we can't just interview Ingve Malmsteen again. Like they kind of threw their hands up and they're like we got to find a way to talk about uh, other people. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's fucking the late nineties and get get Jay Monkey Shaffer on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you have monkey just, and just head. like saying it. <laughs> they always love doing that. Like that was that was the backhanded thing of that it was like you really can't. You almost have to consider them one guitar player. Like it takes two people to play the the one guitar parts. <laughs> monkey in the head from corn it's like and like, they have I don't know they how... have 14 strings between them as well <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know how they they probably don't feel great that you won't you won't talk about you won't talk about them other than as a team that 
That's the full drawn up to make one compelling guitar line. Um, yeah, I guess the only I don't have a lot of notes about this is uh, yeah, it, it's got kind of all the going back to Prodigy for a second, the actual song we're talking about, Minefields. Uh, it's kind of got a, like a horror movie kind of vibe to it, like the Sims, mm. like lines, kind of like John Carpentery. That's kind of cool. At one point, I think the MC starts laughing, or he seems like he kind of breaks a little bit. And my thought was. I'm glad at least he's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like several minutes into the song, and I was like, I wish this is a better song. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is, and then it's weird, we're going to get into a section where two two bands who are trying to write like more classically composed pop songs in a some sort of metal kind mm. of, are going to come up, and it really highlights how even when there's vocals on some of these dance songs, they're not... They're not like typical. They're not trying to be like typical songs. There's not like a verse and a chorus and stuff, you know. Like right, even right. though like using samples or like, minefields is like the re- that repetitive like. There's like a repetitive line, but it's not like. It's not like a verse chorusy kind of thing, right? No, so it's like no. Five minutes long, of that or whatever. Yeah, it's like almost six minutes long, but it just sort of kind of flows along. And it's not really like, a crafted composed pop song kind of format so no, it's, it's almost like it does everything it's going to do in the first 30 seconds or so and then just repeats that it feels it, it feels like it's it's that kind of I'm, I'm probably like misunderstanding this or there's more to yeah. it than that but it feels like it does everything and then that's that's it there's not like oh and then a huge drop and then a different chorus and then a key change or whatever it is these yeah. maybe maybe these tools are not appropriate in dance music but like i don't know i i feel like they don't feel like um well composed songs in that sense that they're, they're, they're different things it's tough for me to tough for me to judge them but, other than it's not really my thing <laughs> so. but that's what's weird though is because the prodigy had success and the songs that the prodigy had success with i feel like were like verse chorusy kind of songs like yeah, firestarter definitely. has verses and choruses like breathe has like first choruses and stuff yeah. and also has the sword sound effect like someone or someone's like threw a knife at a board or whatever it's like <laughs> like i always like that aspect of it i thought that was cool <laughs> i always like when people put like just you know sounds like there's like a sword battle happening in the background very very power metal very glory hammer <laughs> it's very yes it's mostly yes they were a glory hammer before glory hammer um but this is much more like again i i feels like I didn't go to a lot of clubs in the 90s that were just dance clubs. But when I went, I'm sure this was exciting for someone to put on at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed in with like five other songs. Um, So a song that is uh, trying to be a more crafted song, even if it's the remix version. Yeah. Is our boy Rob Zob with with Dragula. I did not realize this was a remix on the, the the album, so I had to go back and listen to the remix version. But it's still pretty faithful. This has way more like synths and some some effects, some some very timely uh, CD skipping sound effects on vocals yes. from time to time. Where it's just I, like I like that. It's, it takes a while to build up. It has like a, a few minutes, or a minute or so at the beginning, where it's kind of like, are you actually going to be Dragula? Or if you just taken like part of the riff, and this is going to be it. But then it it, it gets going, uh, and also they seem to extend like the 
the most ridiculous parts like the um uh, that i can never die gets repeated over and over again and like the uh uh dying as you per kind of thing kind of, kind of gets cut up and like cd skipped as you say and, like stretched out you're like yeah do, do that <laughs> do more do more to those vocals because it's Dracula yeah. is a great song i think it's it's rob zombie really operating at his best i think it's, it beats probably anything white zombie have done it's it, it's and it's i think it's the best song on that record and it, it's really good um and this remix kind of like like highlights some of the good things about it so i'm, I'm happy with this yeah i love that they thought like oh you know what's gonna make it sound the most high tech and cutting edge if it sounds like it's buffering and skipping <laughs> the whole time. it's like Oh, it's counterintuitive, but let's do it. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get in there. Um, yeah, and I think it also helps that um, after kind of more kind of soundscapey dance tracks mm. to have a song that's like grounds you in it um, in like a more crafted song structure really does like lift it up too. kind of makes it it's like it sounds real hall of fame level shit when you're like oh, i just listened to seven minutes of like club to death it's like all right like well yeah let's, those, let's have like, a proper song <laughs> like, <laughs> that that mix of songs that you get to like uh, wow like from from ministry onwards it's a bit it's kind of a bit of a desert <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, somewhere the lead singer of like lunatic calvis is crying he's just like we tried so hard <laughs> you, no you didn't <laughs> There's a hilarious video that looks like it was shot for like a quarter. Um, <laughs> check that out. I, I think he's on a green screen while they like ran through the woods. So it looks like he's flying through the woods backwards uncontrollably. <laughs> Trying to get far away from you. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just, uh. These motherfuckers. Um, all right. Um, so up to this point, everything that's been on this album has been uh, real synthy and kind of industrial. Yeah, so at least definitely. Had those elements, right? Probably like, no real drums so far. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe a Marilyn like, Manson, but you know, probably but he's, not. But even Marilyn Manson's like has like metal guitar and, and yeah. drums and whatnot. Like, there's still like uh, there's still like keyboards and it has that yeah. kind of that vibe. I think. Um, even if they had taken the original Dragula without it being a remix, would have fit in with those songs because it has kind it, of... It would, yeah. Everything's treated, you know? Yeah. It's all, like, perfectly pro-tooled and synced up and the drums are slightly distorted and have, like, a... I, I don't know if they're real or not. I can't remember. It doesn't matter because they, they sound really drum machine-y. So. Yeah, they might... They, they, yeah, it, someone might have physically played those, yeah. but they're definitely just for triggering samples to, like, <laughs> get those up. Um... So that what makes it slightly weird when we get into uh, My Own Summer, brackets, Shove It, by the Deftones as the next track. It's like yeah. marginally inexplicable that they were just like, yeah, let's let's do this. Yeah, because um, this is like um, just normal, like just a rock song, just a, a traditional-ish alt, alt metal, but like a, a traditional rock song with just guitars, drums, bass, and vocals. Yes. Also, this is was like... A, a pretty big single off of an album from 1997. I'm just going to point that out that they're like, you know what we should get? We should get a Deftones song and we should make it like at their time, probably one of their more popular songs from two years ago and put it on the soundtrack. Like, 
Okay. Yeah. Hard, hard to explain. There's an even more hard to explain one coming up. But like, this is very, it's very strange to me. This is again, this is where this is. I just want to point this out because again, all, all the soundtracks, I think up to this point that we've looked at, have had the vibe of like, they might've gone to Alice in Chains, like, you know, the last action hero soundtrack might've yeah. went up to them, but they weren't just like, Okay, Dim Bones. Dim Bones is now on the soundtrack. They're like, "What do you got, Allison Chains? Put some, sh- put some shit on here." <laughs> Clearly, they're just like, "Fucking yeah!" You know what I heard two years ago and liked? My own summer. Let's put this on the soundtrack. Let's do the shit. Like, it's fucking bananas. Like, yeah, this is it's, really it's weird. R- weird choice. Uh, really good song. Really good song. Like, uh, th- that riff's fantastic. <laughs> um. Was it hampered in any way when you found out that instead of a snare drum, they used a Pringles can? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a tough beat for you, or no. were you, did you think it works in context? I, I, I quite like the drum sounds on this. They're not not something I would want in my, in my own music, but <laughs> the piccolo snare. I remember working with people in Anchorage at, in the '90s who wanted the piccolo snare because of Victory Hardcore, and I'm I don't know that he I, used a piccolo snare, but like it. Sounds like it used to pick a list there. It, it, so cuts, it cuts through. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. I feel I feel like Lars heard that and when they were making State Anger it was like, but can it be can it be even louder and even higher pitched? <laughs> and that's how he arrived. What do point. you what do you have this worse? <laughs> <laughs> What's higher than Piccolo? <laughs> Let's do this. Um I that said I like the song and uh yeah, this yeah. is for like Deftones kind of have they have I mean Deftones fans will be like think I'm an asshole for this but they kind of have two modes they have like a real like emo-y dreamy kind of mm. song and then they have like riff songs and this is one of the best of their like riffs like oh, it's fucking, they, they like, kind of do both in this don't they with the um yeah. the the post chorus the uh I, yeah. I think god is moving through me or whatever the words are yeah uh where they're just hammering that that one chord ah it sounds great and uh, yeah. also his, his voice his voice most of the time is very kind of whiny and uh you know uh, and then start screaming it's like ah oh, it's just yeah <laughs> good, <laughs> yeah, good work deftones <laughs> yeah yeah so um so this is great and it's just like it is kind of a palate cleanser i think too in the in the weirdly in the progression because it's so again it's so it's so out of left field mm. and it's and they put it towards the end of the soundtrack and the sequencing so it doesn't feel it's so it's like industrial dance music dance music dance music dance music fucking deftones like it's yeah. like, all right like, all right deftones let's do this like um it's true it's, it's not it seems to be the first like two-thirds of the record's kind of industrial dance music and then there's the last bit is more just here's some rock music <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's some other stuff that yeah. you can hear in the matrix i guess um so i think we're both fans of that um what did you think of ultrasonic sound by hive by the hive, hive. Um, uh, firstly that's the worst title for, <laughs> for a song <laughs> come on <laughs> It's not. It's not it, the best. It's worse than Primordia Soup. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. This, uh, of of the sort of like meat and potatoes, um, industrially dance stuff. I think this was my favorite. Um, it has like, 
had like a, some some guitar bits here here and there at the beginning. It's a really real dumb simple riff. Like um, it I think it's the one that reminded me a bit, a bit of Nine Inch Nails. Like it had like just a really simple uh, guitar riff that they occasionally go back to, uh, and some samples. Um, and I was like, yeah, this this is this is all right. This is a bit more a bit more my kind of thing in terms of if if, if we're gonna do this, I like it this way. <laughs> Yeah, well, it it it's still kind of the same thing over and over again, but they constantly sort of change up the tones and mm. the things that are happening around the same drum beat. Also, the drum beat does kind of change a little bit in that they do this thing where they keep adding snare drum hits as oh, things okay. get more intense, which I thought was a kind of a cool like wrinkle because it's like they took what started like what has the same feel, but they just sort of like added some more like accent kind of snare drum hits. Um, I agree with you. I think of the kind of dance songs, this this was the one that I like. I like the production. It's not heavy, but it's like, it's got some riffs. It's got really weird. It's got like a a lot of samples. At one point, it gets kind of trip hoppy, which was kind of cool. Like kind of felt a little like trickyish or whatever, where they kind of like got kind of spacey. Yeah. Yeah. Came back to it. This is like a lot of wrinkles to it that I thought were cool. So oh, this, I'm, again, I'm trying to remember, kind of break this apart. This is the one that has the lots of weird drum samples on it. The, the, the really rattly sort of like mm-hmm. buzzing drum samples. I quite I yeah. quite like that, and that that made made it feel um, not about dated, but definitely kind of like oh, I know when this is from. <laughs> kind of kind of like I remember these samples. <laughs> like yeah, it, you know the the one thing I think that I I like the percussion of this is one of the thinner sounding of those like mm. a lot of like some of the best things you could say i think about like these like the 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 dance kind of big beat kind of industrial thing that is on like a lot of these songs is production wise they sound massive you know yeah they're probably yeah. designed to be played over subwoofers and stuff so the bass you know the synths and everything sound like crazy or the drums sound super full this is probably one of the thinner sounding of them but i just think there's a lot more going on than is going on in Spy Break or Club to Death or whatever. You yeah. know, Club to Death has like two ideas over seven and a half minutes. Like synth idea, piano breakdown kind of idea. And L- then long piano sort of, breakdown. <laughs> the longest. Um, there's yeah. a four minute, I will say there's a four minute version of Club to Death that only does the, the piano breakdown once. And I think tightens it up um if so if you were like i want to hear that but i don't want to i don't want to hear that for seven and a half minutes yeah that's the, the <laughs> thing I'm, I'm not for me too harsh in clubs of that it wasn't shit it like and it and it did have sort of a, a, a mysterious feel to it it felt all right but it's too fucking long <laughs> like it's, it's... <laughs> um yeah um... But yeah but yeah this this is pretty good I, I also like the samples in this at the end the samples at the end are ridiculous it's just like oh uh, I can't go forward anymore. Maybe I should go backwards. And then the guitar, <laughs> guitar starts off again. You're like, that was rubbish. What did you sample that for? <laughs> like, a lot. It's like, it's it's not, maybe not exactly that, but it's worse than that. <laughs> like, it's really... But there's a lot of, there's a lot of like vocal stings or just being like the sound system, like or the, the sound out of your speakers is like, oh, just, like right. marginally out of the, in the background where it's like, you... You search for months to find that one sample that you used for three times in the song. <laughs> Get in there. Like, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's good. That was a fun one. I like that. Did you think the next one was as fun? So the next one is 
Look to Your Orb for, for the Warning by Monster Magnet from Dopes to Infinity from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. This is, so the str- weird. I, this is the strangest choice. Like, put, put, I, I love Monster Magnet. I love the song. I love the program. What the hell is this song doing in the fucking Matrix soundtrack? I also love that they went with, the, at least the soundtrack goes with the radio edit because brevity was really a thing that they were worried about on the soundtrack. Like, they're like, oh, the original one was like seven minutes long. Can't have this go on for seven minutes. Club to death. Go ahead. <laughs> you got it. Like, BB Mass Fast does six minutes. Yeah, get in there. Like, fuck it. Like, who cares? Weird. So weird. Such a strange choice. Like, not a, Monster Magnet, I think, are two more records out since this came out. And then Power Tripper came out. Power Trip was a bigger record than, than Devils to Infinity, I think. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, this, uh, talking about the Deftones, they would have had a new album out the, the year that this came out. Yeah. They would have had, like, the, the White Pony album would have come out. Okay. So they could have, like, used the song <laughs> off of that. They could have been on the cutting edge and be like, oh, we're, yeah, we'll, we'll fucking no, it's, use changes. It's only a movie about the future and about robots and computers taking our brains and stuff like that. We clearly. Do, do, do you have any Hendrix? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, let's get Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd. Like, it's fucking. Like, it's wild. Like, it's so weird. Get Robert Johnson. <laughs> it's, um, no, it's, so. <laughs> Weird, weird. I, I love this song. I really like uh, Dose to Infinity. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a great record. So I think it's the first Monster Magnet record they got. And the stuff before that is a bit too trippy and doomy and strange. And then after that, I think they cracked the formula on writing sort of rock songs that weren't very good. But this is when they either didn't know what they were doing or combining the two. And you sort of got these, like it would sometimes take off into a rock song and then sometimes just smear out into this weird, like, trippy psychedelic doomy thing and it's just great like this whole record's like this <laughs> i really like it yeah i mean it was you know it was enjoyable to listen to and it like you know it had like a crazy guitar solo in it it has like the weird clearly fake string section like going yeah. over it like the ridiculously fake orchestration <laughs> um it's just weird. It's a weird choice. It's a super, super weird choice. To... Yeah, that's the, the main thing I was thinking while it was on. It was like, <laughs> this, why is Monster Magnet on? Why, why this one? <laughs> like, um, it's such yeah, a strange. It's a strange feel as well because it's a very chilled out. Like it's not an upbeat kind of like. Um, well, like Negasonic Teenage Warhead, it's, it's much more huge sounding and, and urgent and stuff like yeah. Crop Circle and. Uh, tractor and stuff like that off, off of the uh, off the, the uh, off of Power Trip or Power Trip itself or Space Lord. So Space Lord's kind of tri- chilled, but it's like th- this doesn't fit. <laughs> this doesn't fit with the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it. Uh, I yeah, I I don't un- I don't understand. I was trying to see. They Wikipedia does not note if or when this song is actually played at any point during the movie. Right. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, good for Monster Magnet. Get that money. Like, I'm not... <laughs> just fucking cash those Matrix checks, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, rehab's um, not free. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, it's... 
inexplicable. What is very explicable? Yeah. Is the presence of uh, Romstein on the soundtrack because this is the fucking wheelhouse for them to like get get the paychecks to buy flamethrowers or whatever. Now, uh, this is what ministry should sound like. <laughs> like this, this is them taking the template and going, yeah, but what if it was good? <laughs> like, <laughs> what if we had two guitar riffs? They <laughs> um, also. They also have a um, a very typo negative kind of feel when it when it gets into the uh, it, it might be the pre-chorus. He's he's singing along in German and he's rolling his R's and he's real he's getting real Peter Steele with it and it's like real baritone. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. It's it I. They're an odd group. I think we talked about this in a previous episode, yeah. but it's unclear how seriously I'm supposed to take any of the things that are happening at any point during this. Um, Cause this is, uh, it's, it's pretty comical. I mean, it's, it's, I like it, you know, it's yeah, hard, yeah. it's hard to not like it. Cause the, the riffs in a real, also in a real, like Rob Zombie esque way, mm. like the riffs are simple, but enjoyable. Stomping, like, yeah. Yeah, and it feels like it's very it's cr- well crafted to like you know stuff drops out and it comes back in real hard and you're like yeah and you chant along and do the whole thing. Also, side note, um, this was originally a single from their uh, Romstein's second album, which came out in 1997. So this is another <laughs> one that was cherry picked, <laughs> reaching into the past. Uh, God, God damn it! Music supervisor for, <laughs> for the Matrix. Like, what? what? What are the kids listening to these days? <laughs> Daddyo. <laughs> so, Jesus, it's so dumb. It's so dumb that they like. Oh my God! I mean, it's the Monster Magnet's the worst one, but like, come, come on, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I I'm, I am also surprised that typo negative aren't on here somewhere. I feel like they, they should be on this record. Like it's weird, right? <laughs> it's like it should feels like typo should have been on there again. Stabby Westward feels like they're mad that they weren't on this unless they like asked for an astronomical amount of money, which I can't imagine. It's weird. Nine Inch Nails is it? On yeah, this that that feels that was the, the obvious one, but if you're going to have Ministry and Marilyn Manson, like, yeah, okay, well, you could see, you could see not putting Nine Inch Nails in the mix, but th- they, they would definitely fit, you know? It's weird. I mean, I, I guess at this point, Marilyn Manson was, was bit really big, so that makes sense. Yeah, 99. a long period of time where if you, if you're offered up Marilyn Manson versus Nine Inch Nails, like, you know, you know where you're going. Like, you know yeah. who you would pick in that, like, but, um, uh, Duhast also has yeah. really shitty Casio keyboard sound effects <laughs> during it. It's well. like, incredible keyboard work. Like it's, it sounds like they literally had like an old touch tone phone at one point, and they just were dialing numbers on it. Like it's like, <laughs> such like so garbage. Like it's amazing. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. It's a, it's a really good song, uh, and it's not one. I, I, it's you know, oh yeah, Ramstein Duhast. Uh, that's kind of a famous one. But uh, sitting down, listening to it a couple of times this week for for this for this podcast, I'm like. Great! This is a really good song. Like, they really care about this. Um, so we're getting down to it. Last song. This is it. Um, it's uh, "Wake Up." 
Not by WizCon, but by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I honestly, even though the song's really, really good, I forgot that they had a song called Wake Up. But yeah. <laughs> when I wrote a song called Wake Up, that was not that was not an intentional bite. But like, just they're, they're uh, quite quite different as well. <laughs> it turns out, not gonna get yeah. it confused. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, wake the my the wake up I wrote. You could play multiple times during the course of the running time of the Rage Against the Machine one. Yeah, th- was... this one's this one's fairly long. Um, is this on their first album? It sure is. So this is it, from nineteen ninety two. This is a song from nineteen ninety two. Again, they were an act, they were an active concern in nineteen ninety nine, and you probably could have gotten some new. In fact, they put out the Battle of Los Angeles that year. They could have got like some newer shit. And yeah. They were like. No, no. Uh, w- wake up works. It's a, it's a good uh, for for them. It's a, again a little on the nose. <laughs> set, set me free. This is dangerous. Wake up. Like <laughs> we going for subtlety then? Nah, not so much. Also, get that German band that's singing German on it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's wild that they were like, <laughs> yeah, that they went with, um standout tracks from albums that came out uh between two and <laughs> seven years before before the, the making of that album uh yeah it's a great song though wow i mean like re- really good riff uh really good shouting uh right at the end where he's screaming rake up that is it sounds like he's stripping like layers of skin out of his throat it is like it's he goes harder than fucking max cavalier he goes like at the end of the session you just be like oh just settle down mate have a cup of tea like you, you you're gonna hurt yourself <laughs> yeah and it's a good reminder of that i think like rage against the machine were musically more complex than i think we frequently people give them credit for like mm. the the idea that like oh tom morello makes dj or weird noises with the guitar is what's like shine through but like the like wake up like it's like six minutes long but it's like verse chorus verse chorus and then like goes on a fucking journey for a yeah. while like it's like all like different weird riffs and like like kind of like ebbs and flows and then like builds up in intensity and stuff like that. It's just like a little more complicated and thoughtful than the bands that would ultimately go on to kind of rip off their formula to do stuff. Like, I think that's the thing that other bands like didn't fucking do, you know? No, that, that's the, uh, like, obviously um, it, it sounds like a cliche to say Tom Morello can really play guitar, but oh my God, like he's, <laughs> he's a spectacular guitar player and it really shines on, on, on this song. And even there's, there's some brilliant parts. Um, like when he goes into the solo at the end, they don't double track it. It's just him playing playing guitar over this bass, and the bass sounds fucking filthy. It's all like distorted and, and horrible. And it's like this isn't how I remember Rage Against the Machine sounding. They sound fucking heavy. Like it, yeah, yeah. It's like um yeah like Timmy C, mm. aka Y Tim K. Like also <laughs> kind of underrated for like having massive bass tones yeah. and having like being able to play like kind of cool counter riffs to those riffs like he's just like probably also doesn't get enough credit um like so this is <laughs> this is like uh, it's a good way to end the album also like you said uh, is a memorable part part in the movie because after you call uh your nemesis collect to talk shit to him and then fly off like superman you need like a good riff to like send you out on and so like that intro riff is very tasty you know? yeah like, yeah um <laughs> I don't know, like, 
it's you know i was a, i was really surprised by the lyrics because they're they're political and so that was one of the things that um kind of took me back yeah know? but it, it puts you off didn't it <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't realize. I didn't realize. Wake up! I raised some machine was gonna be. It was gonna be so political, and it was. It was like, yeah. Kind of surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I'm never not gonna make fun of that dude. <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's oh my god! It's fucking incredible. <laughs> Fist in the air with a lot of hypocrisy. Like there's no there's no misreading this. <laughs> like <laughs> no, it's it's really. Um, yeah, it's what? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that we're retreading over stuff, but you just have to. You can't. You can't let that go. You got to call that back as many times as you can. Uh, as, yes. Uh, <laughs> um. So that song is rad. Um. I guess the the question is how how. It's weird. Some of the best songs that are on this this compilation it's unfair it's a bit unfair to like be like oh the best song is this like one because some of the best songs on here were singles from albums that came out and were already successful before they were put on this you know what i mean like yeah this is, this is like a weird like this is like a playlist you would make now where you're like yeah i'm gonna put like <laughs> you know it's fucking <laughs> I should have a Deftone song on there. Oh, let me pick the Deftone song. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... It's I, I Rob Zombie song, I Ramstein song, I, I Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> at least the, at least Dragula, they went with like a weird remix of it and didn't do the like specific one. Um, Fair enough, yes. Yeah. So I guess the question is... Um, well, I have a couple questions just to try to wrap this up finally because we've been John for a while. Is this a good soundtrack? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got some good songs on it. <laughs> um how do you think it ranks against the other soundtracks that we've uh covered on the show? Oh, the Judgment Night soundtrack is still amazing cuz it's it's the most ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Uh also also the Last oh. Action Hero soundtrack maybe oh, yeah. maybe funnier. And the highs on that one maybe higher. The but. highs are higher. Uh, th- this is more uh Meat Potatoes solid. Um it has a lot of dance music on that I, I don't particularly like and I don't don't really understand. So it's it's a little bit, that's that's a bit of a tough stretch in the in the uh, sort of the first half. Um, the second half is really good because it's 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 stuff that I'm familiar with and like and it has it's that stuff, weird... it's stuff from albums you already own. Yeah, these motherfuckers. <laughs> so it's not a valuable sound. It doesn't need to happen. <laughs> also, again, seriously, like where are these songs in the movie? <laughs> That, that, well, there's definitely more of that hat. Like this is, this is where soundtracks ended up. Where it's like, oh, you know that one time that there was someone wearing headphones and they took the headphones off and you could sort of hear it. And like, it's like, uh, I guess that counts. You know, whatever you want to put out. Like, if okay, you want to put out a fucking inspired by, <laughs> loosely inspired by the concept of Spider Man. It's like, all right, whatever, fuck. You know, it's like, God damn it, whatever. Um, yeah, I'd say this is this is the, towards the tail end of the golden era of, like, needle drop soundtracks that happened. Like, this is not the best version of them, but it's not the worst. And there's definitely some interesting stuff on here. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the... What was your favorite song on this thing? Uh, 
probably wake up. Okay, if you had to take out one of the, if you had to take out a, something that was, I don't know if that was a single, but that appeared directly on an album. Um, Oof, um, what would be, what would be your your backup? It might be that ultrasonic sound then. If if we had to take out like all the all the hits off this thing, we're just down to uh, probably yeah, probably the highest ultrasonic sound because it's it's silly. It kind of reminds me of yes. early therapy as well. They 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 used to fuck around with like guitars in in that way. So. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I kind of have the same thing. Like that, yeah, I would think uh, favorite wise would probably be either uh, my own summer or wake up. Either of yeah. those, they're fucking awesome, but they don't. They probably shouldn't count. Um, <laughs> if I, yeah, so, if I can't count those. So if I did, if I couldn't count those, I would agree with you that it would be uh, that it would be the hive um, or hive. I think it's just hive with no the on it. Uh, ultrasonic sound. Bit of a split decision on that, but. Um, what is the worst song on here? Um, or your least favorite? Let's go least favorite because the worst is is too negative. It's, well, uh, probably Prime Audio Soup because it's the, the 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 set me free one. Just because it's kind of kind of nothingy, uh, I couldn't couldn't really couldn't really get into it. Um, um, I yeah, I it might be that Lunatic Calm song because that that one's not great. Uh, or Club to Death. Seven minutes yeah, is too goes long. goes on, doesn't that. it? Yeah. That would really... I. But if I was into different music, I might like this more. Like, I'm like... Much like you, I, I dance music is not my forte. No. And so, um, we might be missing the intricacies of the beats. Yeah. <laughs> comparatively. yeah. I appreciate I, I, the production on a lot of it, but... Yeah. I'm also concerned about not sounding like some, some sort of weird old man that has some sort of prejudice against dance music. I'm like, I just don't... I don't get it, so I don't know how to criticize it in the same way. I could, I could just tear apart a Marilyn Manson song, like with my scalpel. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right, that's it. The Matrix. Um, <laughs> we, we did it. finally. Just as as ordered. Whichever we took, whichever pill makes you see the Matrix or hear the music from the Matrix. Um, that audio pill. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ran out of steam. Yeah, like we, the Matrix trilogy. We, well, you know what I'm <laughs> shots fired. Burn. <laughs> Come at me, Wachowskis. <laughs> Come at me, Reloaded slash Revolution. Um. Uh, peace, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I guess peace. <laughs> Yeah. Uh.